This podcast is all about learning more about ourselves by learning more about God. Scripture tells us that we are to love God and love others. Let us be part of your journey of loving others to make a difference in our culture. Together, we can revitalize kindness. American pastor and evangelist Lee Robertson or Robertson says, let us return to the basic things of the word of God and prayer and soul winning and revival. Let us pray. Oh God, send a revival. Let it begin in me. Recently on January 31st, we posted episode four talking about revival. We were talking about it may take a revival of God's people for kindness to become revolutionary. Today, we revisit that as we've seen revival recently. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver. And I'm Yvette Walker. And welcome to this bonus episode called Revival. Revival Revitalized, or no, not that. What is it? I was already forgot of it. Revival, Revival revisited. revisited. Okay. See, I told you I was going to mess that up. You did. It's just so bad. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Revival Revisited. And why is it revisited? Because we're revisiting what we talked about earlier in the season. We did have an episode called Revival. And guess what? Something happened recently that we can't uh, not talk about based on the conversation that we had before and and generally and i'll try to recap a little bit part of what we were talking about in that episode was just you know of course we tie kindness into these conversations um this whole season is about biblical kindness but as we were talking about that particular subject we're thinking about like how how can we see kindness actually revitalized how can we see kindness and compassion and things as we see it in scripture so we were saying hey we you'd almost have to have a revival a true revival to come through so god's people could come together and we would see that level of the fruits of the spirits and things like that <clears throat> well guess what happened yvette do you you've been keeping up I, you know, oh yeah i've been keeping look, up with it it's amazing you know what's amazing is that i've I've asked several people over the past week in preparation and just thinking through this, but I would say probably seven out of the 10 people that I asked had not, have not heard about this revival or Asbury. And it's kind of strange because it's been everywhere. So it's been in social media. It's been in the national news and different things. And I know a lot of same with me today. Mm -hmm. I talked to a group of, I have a writing group. I talked to in the morning and I read an essay that I wrote and crickets and they were like, Oh, what, what are you talking about? Like, no, but you know what? That just shows the circles that you and I travel in. Um, you know, yeah, we're, we're thinking about that. That's right. And that's what we're there for in their life, just to throw things out there, get them to think about it. And, um, but just amazing things that's been happening recently. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. Of course, there's a lot of views on this. Some people, yeah. you know, of course, we're talking about the Asbury uh, revival, which seems to have spread. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, I think we're going to look at some things that people have said, kind of what we you might call a naysayer about what this what this actually is. And um, but I think we're going to look at scripture, too. And there's a there's a scripture that I've been reading to my my kids that have really really touched my heart recently and really 
had me thinking about this revival <clears throat> as I've watched it unfold on different social media platforms. And so, first of all, let's just start basic. Uh, it, is it a revival? I'm not going to answer that, honestly, because, look, it, it's a movement of God. It's clear, in, in my eyes at least, things that I've read, reports that I've seen, it seems to be a movement of God. And praise the Lord that it has touched such a young a young population, 18 to 25, and it obviously has touched many others, but we're going with that college age of about 18 to 25 years old um, and just watching them worship nearly 24 seven. Of course they've had to sleep and I know they just started that worship right back up the next day, but it went for what, two weeks or just a little over two weeks. We're, we're coming into this, this, like, I guess the end of this week, is the okay. second full week. And, and I have to say that uh, there's been reports of as many as 13,000 people have mm. been driven there, went there to be a part of it. You know, the people who were there already. And we're talking about, just in case someone out there doesn't know, Asbury mm -hmm. University in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And That's even, right. I mean, even if you just look at the facts, by, by facts, we know that they had a church service where they were worshiping, and the Holy Spirit just led them and they just never stopped um, mm -hmm. other than to sleep. And yeah. for, for 14, for 14 days at the end of this week, be 14 days and other people started hearing about it and just started going there, driving mm -hmm. there to be a part of it. I mean, that's the facts. Even if you, you know, don't want to call it revival, whatever it is, the facts alone speak to the fact that they were led to keep worshiping. Yeah, you know, and and for me, it's it, one thing that's really stood out to me as I think through it, wh whatever we want to call this, it shows me that when we think about people traveling from, I've even heard people coming from out of the country, there's out of country, you know, people out of the country, different states, like you said, um, a, a town of 6,000, uh, this, this Asbury or this town in Kentucky, 6,000 people, population size, and they, I know they had 20, 30,000 people altogether. I think they may have had more altogether, but they, they just filled up to over capacity and, and at some point had to shut the, the town down. But it looks like, I mean, one thing I'm thinking about, tell me what you think about this. Um, it looks like people are hungry to be in the presence of God. Now, somebody might say, Hey, you're always in the presence of God. That is so true. But it looks like people are, are been very attractive, um, attracted to this space that Asbury has where there is continuous worship. Um, but what, what's your thoughts of surrounding that, just the hunger that people have for spiritual things? Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely think that's exactly what it was. You know, are, are there people who are going there uh, perhaps with different motives. Sure. It's possible, mm -hmm. but everyone that I have seen on social media reacting to it, it's just like, Oh my gosh, I just have to be there. I have to see what God is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, true enough. We can have revival in our own time towns. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, but the cool thing is, and I know you're going to talk about this in a minute is we did see other universities, at least one that I read of right. also start to have this. So, yeah, I mean, I just think that people did have a hunger for this and it's not something, you know, you know, as I told you, I wrote about this. And if you say the word revival 
to anybody over 40, you're going to think Billy Graham. And, and we haven't, you know, we have not seen, you know, a true revival. I think most people have not seen that. So when the word got out about this, yes, I think people, they, you know, FOMO, they didn't want to (laughs) fear of missing out. They, (laughs) they wanted to, yeah, they didn't want to miss God. They wanted to be there. And, and again, yes, we can, we can have him right where we are, Mm -hmm. but there is something about being, you know, in a room, in a building with a bunch of other believers. We, you know, we, we feel this on Sundays when we go to church. I I hope most of us feel that way when they go Mm -hmm. in there, but when we are with each other worshiping, it is different. It is a different feeling. You, you can just get swept up in, in the joy and the praise. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's not done to make you feel a certain way. It's done to open you. At least I believe this It's done to open you so that you do feel this incredible way and let God in. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that the people who went, I think were just, were hungry. They wanted to know were there people going? Cause they wanted to do something else self stuff. I don't know. Yes. It's we're human beings. So I'm sure that there were some people who went with false motives, but I don't think the people at Asbury had false motives. I don't get that sense at all. Yeah, I don't either. I think there's been, I've, I've heard uh, people say other pastors that have traveled there, other podcasters that have traveled there. I've tried to look, look at it, several things. I've, I've watched some of the students of Asbury as they gave witness to what they've been, they were seeing at the time. <clears throat> other pastors went there again. They're of, of different faiths too. I mean, I mean, well, I say Christian, they were still Christian, different dom- denominations rather. Yeah. But they just usually, and the ones that I'm thinking about usually don't align exactly, but they were just so supportive in, in terms of what they saw, what they wit- or what they witnessed in terms of pure uh, worship and things of that nature. Um, you know, and there was one guy that I was listening to online, and he was saying well, that these are reasons why we should be cautious of the things that we're hearing about Asbury. And one of the things that he mentioned which I wanted to uh, talk about here just a little bit, because I think this is interesting. Um, He said that uh, we got to remember this happened at a uh, Christian college. That was his point. Basically remember this happened at a Christian college, yada, 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 yada. He said, and, but his main point was we don't see this happen happening in secular schools, but yes, we do. So I was listening. I was looking at his video then I paid attention to the comments of people given testimony. Um, let me see here. Let me find one. Do, 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 do. I hope this is the one. Bear with me. Oh, one guy said this. He said, revival has begun at Miami, Miami University. Funny enough, Miami University is in Oxford, Ohio. Don't know. But, uh, it, <laughs> but he says, I'm a student of SBTS, which is some sort of, uh, I think that's a Southern Baptist theological seminary. I think that's what that means, but I've been helping and preaching at, at the school's intervarsity ministry and another SP SBTS student students have begun to seek Jesus and repent of sin and turn to faith in Christ after hearing the gospel. This is at a secular college. So this Mm -hmm. wasn't a, a Christian college at all. So again, 
there's a lot of opinions out there about this, but I think as we look deeper and actually listen to the witness of, of other believers, we're, we're seeing a, a very different thing. Um, and I love those stories. One other one I will share. Um, said I attended this revival with other students and they're talking about the Asbury, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, students from that uh, we we attended the revival from other students from Northern Kentucky University Baptist Campus Ministry, and they said it was on Friday night, Saturday morning of the first week of the Asbury revival. The following week on Wednesday, at Northern Kentucky University, which is a secular campus, we had a revival where there were fifteen baptisms and salvations, many gospel conversations, physical and spiritual healings, and lots of encouragement for Christians on campus to move forward together in unity for the sake of the gospel and the glory of God. Powerful testimony to show that <clears throat> it started at a Christian college. But this has moved into so many other areas and secular. But again, it's, it seems right now, at least, some of the, 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 the main effect that we're seeing is in these college students, these young yeah. people. And, I, I'll, and I'll repeat what they said. Glory to God for that, because we, we've needed sort of this resurgence in our young people, because we often talk about we've been doing a series on apologetics. And many times in apologetics, some, one of the things that we think about when young people turn away is when they go to college, especially a secular college Absolutely. That, that may teach them um, whether they get into science or any other type of discipline there that may push them or even philosophy that may get them to question uh, the need for God. It is great to see. And, you know, I don't. I don't have a problem or see any problem with it starting at a Christian university. It also, and it has spread to other Christian universities, Lee university Mm -hmm. in uh, Tennessee also had revival. I I don't see why there's a problem because, because it is easier to facilitate revival at a Christian college. I mean, imagine what you have to do and all the permissions you have to get at a secular college Mm -hmm. to take over a space on campus and have revival. I mean, it's not impossible, but it is not, it, it, it's not as easily facilitated as it's going to be mm-hmm. on a Christian campus. I don't think the fact that it was a Christian campus has anything negative to do with that at all. So that argument, I don't buy at all. I, I know. I know you're right about that space for like, especially secular colleges. I've always heard, and I don't know for sure, but like I've heard different stories about what they call safe spaces in in secular colleges, I don't know if that's something that you've heard about. It's where it's kind of a free zone where people can say what they want to say and, 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 and talk about things or f- philosophical things. Just be, you know, basically uh, I think they, it's a space where they can say or be who they want to be without being ridiculed. But it's funny that I've heard that in those, those spaces that they've set up at some secular colleges, I don't know the names of them right offhand. But people that want to go there to evangelize or talk about God, they have been pushed out of those spaces. Um, so, again, just a, like you said, amazing just to see the fact that something like this has been able to put been put together. And again, that's God moving. That's the Holy Spirit moving through these young people and him making a way. For me, you know, I, I did not go to Christian college, 
I believe that college campuses, you know, are, are very free in, in many cases. And you're right. They, they have a freedom for people to express themselves. But, but for me, you know, I always thought that it was a, a great opportunity to, to you're growing up, you're, you're away from home for the first time, but if you can still channel into your faith during this formative time, mm. I mean, you know, yes, learn philosophy, please learn science, please do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but you can also understand that God is behind it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, and when I said about the space, I want to, I want to be um, clear. I, I, I think that at a lot of, at all, a lot of college campuses, you can find a space to just have a small group or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about taking over a space for like a week or something that mm-hmm. that's going to be a tough call. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a tough call at a secular, at a secular university. So I, I don't, I don't buy the argument that, oh, well, of course it would be a Christian university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, God uses what he, what he uses. So that's right. He, he, he is in control, but just a, a couple more. I want to read. Um, and honestly, I forget where I get these, but these are just some other like testimonies mm-hmm. of things that people have seen. And this is, and then they're, and they're basically just saying, Hey, this is a result of this, this revival and the spirit of God that's moving throughout the country. Now, um, this is a quote from somebody that lives in, uh, I think it's Florida, Mississippi. Uh, that said a spontaneous baptism service broke out at our D now, which is student retreat last night. And it says we baptized 52 students. Wow. Um, Brandon, Mississippi <clears throat> said, this is a place, not Brandon, but Brandon, Mississippi, give me uh, no words for what just happened. Leaving the church now, 106 baptized. Um, and then in the same post baptized over 20 today. And then later, oops, I left two early baptized 33 so that 20 turned into 33 amen and then in texas in longview texas and it looks like this was through a phone conversation um oh i remember where this comes from this is from a a, a pastor by the name of um robert uh, galati i think is how you say his last name he was a disciple or a he was taught by david platt some people may know david platt's name big author and and such and such but anyway he was given these uh the people were calling him and letting him know about things that they were seeing and through mm-hmm. a phone conversation again in texas longview texas says the church met on wednesday for prayer and they have continued to meet unplanned each night for hours on sunday their multiple service merged into one continuous service 60 people were baptized on sunday and um I'm hearing reports, and it just ends with this. It says, I'm hearing reports of people showing up at churches simply to pray for hours. Churches opening their doors for people to come and pray this week through the day. Multiple college campuses are reporting similar ongoing meetings of prayer, repentance, and salvation. So just all over our country and um, people at church are, are in revival, or at least to be uh, seems to be in some sort of revival state where they're worshiping more intensely. And and again, you're seeing this throughout. And this this comes from the the schools. And it's just so funny how like yeah. God and I. Somebody mentioned this. You know, it, it at Asbury. Going back to them, God didn't use the director of the school. Didn't use the teachers of the school or the professor or the professors or whatever, 
he used a few students that yeah. that 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 sparked this this uh now just it's all over the country it's amazing yeah um i am i have i'm just looking right now i have not really heard of revival of an unplanned revival happening in Oklahoma. You might think, oh, of course mm-hmm. it would be, you know, I haven't heard anything. I've I've seen some planned revivals. I know there's one coming up uh, at a Baptist church in March. I see, mm-hmm. I've seen some planned revivals, but I haven't seen this, you know, this type of thing here in Oklahoma. But I, of course I wouldn't be, you know, surprised if it did happen, but there's so many churches here. <laughs> there's a, literally a church on every corner here, which is, you know, which is wonderful. Um, I, I want to, I want to talk about one thing you just said, churches opening their doors the, I just have to say this when I was young and that was a long time ago, churches were open and I know this and I know this because, um, I would go on internships, you know, I was a journalist, so I would go on internships mm-hmm. and I would go to these towns where I didn't know anybody. And I would just go to a church and just go in, in the middle of the day, just mm-hmm. go in and just sit down and commune. And mm-hmm. at some point churches started locking their doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's safety issues and certainly what happened. Uh, I think it was in Virginia. Um, I could have, I could have the state rumble where the man shot people. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that, but I think it's such a terrible state of affairs. If churches are not open all the time for people just to go in and pray or just to be with God. Cause that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Even, even un- until my twenties, I mean, I was just literally being a new town, didn't know anybody. I would just go to a church, but now right. you can't do that. So right. if, if nothing else happens from this, if the churches can open their doors again, and I know perhaps we're in a time now where that's too dangerous to happen, but that's, that's, that's a crime. Oh, amen. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope, I hope that the, yeah. the Holy spirit, uh, pushes those doors open. Yeah. Um, look, we're going to, and was that the story you were, you were, uh, you were mentioning? I think. No, were, no, I have another story. And okay. I was, I, was talking was I, on my podcast today, but, but I also kind of wrote something. I just wanted to point out that revival can be real for, for the naysayers, for people who are thinking it's maybe just a hoax or something. So um, many of you know that I grew up Catholic and you might think that's like the farthest thing ever from revival. But in this, <laughs> when I was younger, a long time ago, uh, there was a time when uh and, and I have a feeling that it was multi-denominational, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. They would gather up all these kids and we would go to something called a nanny. That's what they called it at the time. Hootenanny. All right. And so, so we, you know, you had to get permission from, from your parents and we would go and stay overnight a couple of days at like a retreat house or a convent or something. I remember the one we went to was at like a convent, but it was attached to a retreat house and like a big gym. And there we were hundreds of students, boys and girls. I think of all different faiths the way I remember it and all different races. And there we were sitting on this gym floor. I want to say I was 15, 16 and we're praying and singing and crying. It was the most amazing thing I had ever experienced because again, I was raised Catholic. So, you know, we didn't, we weren't singing like that with such fervor, you know, (laughs) it might not in my church. I mean, it was amazing. And then of course, 
the weekend came to an end and we're all crying. We don't want to leave. You know, we get each other's addresses. We promise to stay in touch. But of course, you know, that never happens because. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that this was 40 years ago, Dave. I remember that clearly today. Oh, wow. And so revival can be can be real. It really can Amen. be. Um, and, and, and I hope the fact that it is happening at a college, I think that God has taken this opportunity to raise up this young generation for the work that he has for them to do. Amen. Amen. Such a great story. And, and yeah, to get more of that, just definitely go to Yvette's uh, podcast, Positively Joy. She just talked about revival and that's what she's referring to there. And, and just a great testimony and story. Um, let me play something real quick. Again, you know, when we talked about this last time, we we kind of pointed to the fact that, hey, we we think for revitalized kindness or this level of kindness that we're we we keep talking about. And hey, you're not going to get us to stop talking about it because I believe it's 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 happening now. I'm so happy. This is this is a great moment, I think, for us and the joy that we're seeing in in these young people and things of that nature. And but, and and it happened during <clears throat> random acts of kindness week it happened during that week i didn't didn't think about that you're right see god knows yes he does (laughs) um so this is a gentleman uh from asbury i'm going to play a clip real quick for you all to listen to and think about what we were just talking about that connection of kindness and uh hey we might need a revival to see this level of thing and again that's what we're talking about in the other episode this gentleman's just talking about a schedule change it's called schedule change announcement but he starts it out by talking to this body of students and describing what he's seen let's listen to this real quick and whether you call this a revival or a renewal or an outpouring or an awakening what we have experienced on this campus these last few weeks is unlike anything i have ever experienced in my entire life i just keep repeating the the firsthand witness i've seen of radical humility these incredible acts of compassion we see confession we see consecration we see life altering commitment And when I walk into this space, and even when I'm outside and just meeting the guests, it is just a beautiful picture of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Wow. So it's true. If we have revival, if we have this, look, these this is the thing again, whether you call this revival, this is what's going on. These students are focused on worship. They're focused on God. It's not about them. Asbury has actually been very intentional about pushing back on big name, uh, music acts and, or speakers because they wanted to keep the focus on God and not a big speaker that might attract those they more people out there they they've really been keeping this in, in, pure uh because it is a spiritual thing it's it's nothing else but that let me read this and read this recently uh event we were talking about this not too long ago and this is a scripture that i've been reading to my my girls recently and i actually read it to the deacons last night i'm a deacon at church and 
we had a meeting and I was asked to, to prepare a devotion. So I read this scripture. This is Colossians chapter three, uh, verse 12. I'm starting with verse 12, which says, uh, therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also are also to forgive. And above all, and this is verse 14, here's the punchline, if you will, above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. That verse has just been talking to me this week. God has been talking to me this week as I've went through that with the girls. And as I had a similar talk with the deacons last night, as I presented this little devotion, I shared the fact that I've been reading this verse. I shared the fact that I've been thinking about this, this revival, this, this thing that's been happening at Asbury. And I tell you, in that deacons meeting, I think we had revival. Um, there was crying. There was worship. There was prayer. In this short four or five minutes of devotion with the Lord, that was four minutes of devotion that we had. And, and just to see the demeanor change with the deacons and just um, and how, how the, the atmosphere was, I can't imagine day after day in the presence of the Lord to that degree where we're worshiping constantly. We're always in the presence of the Lord, but to be in this sort of constant state of worship mm -hmm. and, 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 and homage to God in his word and in prayer and things of that nature, lifting each other up. As this gentleman said, he's witnessed the fruits of the spirit mm -hmm. and not even talking about the fruits yet, which is some of that's the fruits, of course. But then you go into scripture and, and, and it lays out the fruits of the spirit. That's one thing I think that brought me and Yvette together. We're talking about, she's talking about joy on one end of the spectrum. I'm talking about kindness together. We're, we're bringing that all together because we think it's important. Um, yes, we do. Guess what? God think he thinks it's important. And I was sharing with Yvette and I, and I guess that we were speaking to recently that it seems like in a lot of places in scripture where you see the, the the description of how a Christian should be, which is talking about, you know, meekness and kindness and compassion and of all of that, you see forgiveness in there. But, he, yeah. but God always reminds you I, because I forgive you. And, and so, and God reminds us that I'm a God of love. God is love. And you love because I loved you first. Mm -hmm. He's a God of compassion. And so we have, we're made in the image of him. And I think sometimes we forget it. And, you know, that's sort of the premise of the show. A lot of the times in thinking about revitalize kindness, because honestly, we should be, we, we should not ever be lazy about this, but I just love the, again, I think that's why this, this revival has hit me because of the witnesses that we're seeing the devotion that we're seeing, um, the level of kindness and fruits of the spirit that we're, that's evident, mm -hmm. the level of people just taking that, that plunge, if you will, to, to get baptized, to exemplify in front of others, them giving their life over to Christ. Mm -hmm. And in 
numbers, obviously, the, the way that they were stating the, uh, the, the information, it seemed like the numbers were something that they haven't seen in a while. And, and I understand that coming from the church that I come to. Sometimes we don't see those great numbers, but with, with baptism, but, you know, that's one of the first things that a lot of people will do. And, and according to scripture too, if you look in Acts and, and other parts of the New Testament, but especially Acts, you see people profess Christ as their, their, their Lord and Savior. And pretty much the next act that they would do is get baptized. But yeah, it's just this movement that we're seeing. I love it. Um, Yvette, uh, what, what's, what's the last word? I'm going to give you the last word here today because Ah, this, this wears me out in a good way because yeah, I'm just so excited about this movement that we're seeing. Well, I mean, the last word I think is this for people who have been saying, where was God in Syria and Turkey during the earthquake? Where was God in Ukraine? Where was God during the mass shootings? God was there. God was there supporting the people the survivors and the people who were there and the families, he was there, but he was also in Kentucky and in Cleveland and these other places because he is raising up these young people for today's generation where he needs them, you know, and who knows these people who are in Asbury, maybe they are the next people to go to the next Turkey and the next Syria and, and to, and to help and support at God forbid, another mass shooting or any kind of situation like that. That's my last word. Amen. Look, book of James, I was trying to find the exact verse and I'm going to, I'm going to tear it up real quick. The book of James tells us and reminds us that we need to draw close to him and talk about God so we can the, resist them, the devil. All right. So yeah. I think that's the problem. We were not, and I'm not judging. Okay. I'm not judging. Cause I, I have the same issue, but I, I think I find myself, I get, I was, I was telling one of the students that I teach the other night, I feel like I'm in this little, this little hill and Valley and I'm up and I'm down with my faith sometimes. And um, I'm just praying that we all can get up on that mountain together and that we can praise God and we can worship no matter where we're at. We don't have to be at a college. We don't have to be in church. Mm -hmm. We can do it anywhere. And so I just encourage you to do that and think through it because we are seeing God move in a mighty way and we are seeing kindness revitalized. So until next time, let's revitalize kindness. Oh.